This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash RedBullRant. The following podcast may contain language not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and Once a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 165, The Beasts in the East. So if you're wondering why Truman and Pat sound that way, they decided that it'd be better to hang out you know, together instead of producing a quality show. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, leave me out of it. We're working hard, damn it. Yeah, my computer is working harder, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, doing some video editing for uh, this this thing you guys might have heard of. I believe it's Forza Lucha. Indeed, Forza Lucha, a trace. There you go. Right now it's called Forza Lucha Frustrating. Yep. Well, I mean, video editing is not easy, I know that. So, But uh, you know what was easy was the Red Bulls 4-1 win over the Philadelphia Union. Quite easy. Oh, it was uh, very fantastic. Fastest... Goal in MLS history, Mike Grella, seven seconds in, beats the previous record of eight seconds set by the Red Bulls and Tim Cahill. Um, coincidentally, the last time that record was set was 2013, the year the Red Bulls won the Shield. Hmm. And, and another coincidence, that year was also the year where the Red Bulls had a brand new coach. Hmm. And then yeah. they also had to play who in the last game? Chicago. That that's yeah, that's me knocking on wood, just to make sure I don't screw ourselves over on this one. We'll get um, there, don't worry. So I actually have it on right now next to me in that, that Grella goal. I don't care if he was quote unquote offsides. I I, I don't even know what the rule is. Don't, I mean give me a break game. with the people spouting that nonsense. Yeah, I mean like I, I don't know what the rule is. I've heard people say it's on the whistle, I heard people say it's on the kick, whatever. If Philadelphia didn't suck up, it wouldn't have mattered. So. Right. Here's an idea, Philly. Don't suck. How yeah. about that? How about that? And you wouldn't have given it up. Yeah. So let's uh, let us get into this one with our like and dislike. Pat, you can go first. What did you dislike about this one? Actually, it has to do with a uh, at-the-stadium incident. Um, as Truman and I were entering the stadium, you know, some guy was moved from the female side of the body check line to the male side of the body check line. He did not like that. Uh, you know, the guy was like, hey, sir, men over here. And he's like, we're the fucking checked. Like, well, come on. We're the checked. I'm already through. And, like, and he's like, sir, you just need to go over here. He's like, God, this is fucking bullshit. And he said something. I forget what he said to you, but he got you, got you to well, turn around. Yeah, I mean, his tool bumps into me. I mean, not intentionally. Yeah. I thought he was, like, bitching to me. I turned around. He's like, oh, no, you, man. Not- Mind you, he had to move all of what? Six feet over? Six feet. And he, he was delayed maybe ten seconds. Yeah. And uh, then he gets through. I just kind of scared out because I wanted to get away from this guy as quickly as possible. And as we're walking up the steps into this stadium, he's passing. He's like, oh, I can't believe this fucking bull, this security bullshit. And he yells over his, uh, his shoulder, like, that's why you guys make minimum wage. And it's just like, all right, asshole. Now that you brought it to that level, you are a true piece of shit. Yeah. And so uh, because there's really nothing to dislike about the game, that would have to be my dislike about the whole experience uh, on uh, Sunday afternoon. 
My dislike uh, also didn't have to do with the – well, I mean, it kind of did have to do with the game. So uh, we had our Section 101 seats, and um, every single goal was scored on the other side of the field. <laughs> I mean, they scored four goals in the first half. You thought maybe you're going to get one more. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing on our side. You had to look on the far end of the field for every single goal. I know it's such a minor complaint, but like Pat said, what are we bitching about? What, there's nothing else to bitch about. Giving up a goal? Yeah, not bitching about it. Uh, I think at that point they were just dialing it in. Yeah. Uh, so really, my only complaint, you just kind of want to get that goal on the home end and celebrate with the players. Booty who? That's it. I, I did get to see the fourth goal because I moved up top to sit with my friends for about 20 minutes or less. It was kind of funny. As I was leaving the supporter section, other supporters were saying to me, like, yeah, you might as well leave now, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, game's over. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> It was pretty fun, and so I at least got to see. Uh, that was Lawrence's goal, was the fourth one, right? Yes. Yeah, I saw Lawrence's goal. So his first uh, NMLS too. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Go come on. Uh, my dislike is going to be the goal, um, and honestly, I, the fact that it was scored doesn't bother me. It's just the fact that it shows that I, I hope I am 100 percent right on this that Zubar is not our starting center back in the playoffs, and <laughs> don't get me wrong, he was caught out of position because he was up on a corner kick and all that stuff. But most likely, if Miazga's in, he's tracking back enough to at least make a difference to that play. So it's a slight dislike. It does it, that goal was probably going to happen with who was on the field. So, um, and Philadelphia's really pushing for one at the beginning of the second half just to get anything. So I don't really, I'm not just down on the goal itself, but just uh, knowing that Miazga could have made a little bit of a difference in that play is the reason I dislike it. And boy, did, were their nine fans excited! Yeah, when Philly scored. You sure they're nine? I'm being generous. Okay, yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. Were there actually fans in the in that section? There were. I but s- there there was a there I, was around yeah right around nine ish. I right saw on one Philly jersey to my left. I could not confirm nor deny anyone sitting in that uh, opposing supporter section was actually wearing a Philly jersey. So I saw one dude uh, hold up a Philly jersey that he was not wearing. Maybe he was too ashamed to actually wear it. Probably. Uh, but I I saw when they scored he was like holding it up celebrating. I don't know, just being god awful. <laughs> we do, we do I don't know, know that. that um, th- thanks to. Uh, the guy, one of the guys that listens to the show, Rich Ransom, that we do know that there was some consternation with the Philadelphia supporters because only nine signed up for a bus from the Sunday's yep. event. So nine guys. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I did know I did know there were some Philly fans in uh, the section behind. Uh, I forget what section it is the one opposite the South Ward, like the one right behind the goal there, because I did see a Sons of Ben banner for some reason in that area. So mm-hmm. I had to be at least one person there. Maybe a few guys, but it, you know, it's like. Oh, in fairness to the uh, Philly fans we like, such as Rich Ransom and the guy I talk to occasionally, Chris Spina on Twitter, uh, if the if the roles were reversed, I'm not sure how many Rebel fans would have gone to uh, right <laughs> PPL. So, oh, no, I know, I'm not, but it's just for all their crying, it's just it's still know. fun. Yeah, it's still funny. Nine guys, if that. So that was nine signed up for the bus. I wonder how many actually took it. Yes. That'd be interesting. And I, and I wonder if it was actually like, a, like they got a, a small van instead of a bus. Yeah, Jay, it's it's you've shamed me of not getting my uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off reference with saying nine guys. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, whatever, man. God damn it, whatever. <sighs> Sorry, we're not in this, we're not in Chicago segment yet, so I'm not thinking about that. <laughs> that's that's my only excuse. <laughs> um, all right, but our likes for this one, Jim, uh, you're first. What did you like about this game? It is like, very like easy. Like the most, like the most, since there's obviously a lot to like. 
Okay, it's very easy to like Mike Grello's goal, but the reason I'm going to go with it is not for the fact that, you know, he did break the record we already held a couple years ago, uh, but what we were there to see it. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And it was against the Philadelphia Union, oh, which yeah. is just fantastic. I love it. You can't get enough of it. I mean, the other one was against Houston. Who cares? Mm-hmm. When you do it against Philly, oh, oh, so sweet. Oh, yeah. So, so sweet. And they can complain about offsides or whatever they want to complain about. A uh, boo-hoo. What a great pass. What a great pass, Philly. What a way to start a game. Okay, so we were offsides. Um, I think we still scored three more. So Yeah, uh, <laughs> not offsides on those that I yeah, checked. Those, those seem to be pretty onside. Yeah. So, uh, and one came, I don't know, uh, less than three minutes later. So yeah, Exactly. Um, well, that, that one, according to Borg, was also a bad one. But, you know. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, right. Of course. So, but, um, way, it was still 2-1. So. Yeah. So, uh, my like of the match, I mean, you know, I guess you could say, you know, this team looks on fire. Uh, it's great to keep the, it's great to break the record set by our very own team, uh, for the fastest goal of all time. Uh, I like that my friend Chris is the Opta guy who officially timed it. I asked him the other night, I was like, were you, did, were you the one to time that goal? He was like, yeah, it was something like 6.59 seconds or something like that. Um, you know, and we discussed it and that's when we sent out the, uh, thing. So. I tried to get a picture of him the other day. My iPhone was full, so I couldn't get a picture. I was going to post and be like, this is the man who timed it. Time Mike Rella's goal. But, uh, you know, this team looks, they're going into a tough matchup, you know, surprisingly, because Chicago shouldn't be tough, but they are. Uh, but they definitely look hot. And I get Miasco back. So my whole, uh, yeah, my whole like is just the, you know, how this team is looking at the most crucial time of the season. Despite Matt Dewell writing something up that the hottest team and MLS doesn't always win the MLS Cup after all, but whatever. Yeah, Matt Joe, what does he know? That um, guy. Yeah. My like goes to probably one of the most underappre- underappreciated, not by Red Bulls fans, but by the rest of the league, one of the most underappreciated goalkeepers, Luis mm-hmm. Robles, because he had some amazing saves in that game to keep it 3-1. Yeah, right four. at the end. Oh, yeah. I, I forget what the what who took the shot, but that, like, where he dove to his left, like when that perfect like arc to his body and made that diving save, it's just like even in this game that he could honestly like give him a pass for checking out on, he still manages to pull out some key saves and it's just how he's not in the U.S. national team pool, how he's not in running for, uh, he was I think save he's up for save of the week I think, but like how he has not gotten more accolades from the league is beyond me. I'll say I'll say this to kind of add to that is like you know Pro Soccer Talk NBC Sports did a uh, you know best eleven MLS that have not been called into the national team since uh, I think like I think they said since 2013 or something like that and they put Travis Clark as the goalkeeper I didn't I didn't like and Travis Clark mind you has made some spectacular saves this year but in terms of consistency uh, yeah how Luis Robles was not the choice is ridiculous um, but but I don't know if you actually listen to people online. MLS players are the reason that the U.S. national team sucks right now. So, you know, it's all MLS's fault. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the Red Bulls are sitting with the best goal differential in the league at the moment or anything like that. No, no, no not no, at no. all. No. So. Not by a wide margin. You know, no. Whatever. Um, so, predictions for this one. Uh, all of us got the win. Uh, only Austin, Fido, and the video game got it wrong. They, they got draws. Uh, nobody got the score right. So that means okay. I, I, I thought you were going to say Austin got the score right, and I would have lost my shit. I know. <laughs> if Austin got the score right, but not the the win the win loss draw, that'd be uh, impressive, wouldn't it? Yeah. But let's see. So going. 
So going into the final round of the predictions. Truman, you're in first with 23 points. Oh, Pat yeah. is in second with 22. I am in third with 21. Aaron Barrett's tied at 21, but I have the tiebreaker, so he's in fourth. Bobby Celentano's in fifth. Everybody else is below 20. So therefore, realistically, there are four people that have a shot at this. It's Truman, Pat, myself, and Aaron. You mean unrealistically, because I'm going to win. Yeah, whatever. We'll see about that. You know, we really need to, like, broadcast how good we are predicting so people know that we know what we're talking about. I, I know we're all fun and games on this show, but we do actually have some soccer knowledge amongst the three of us. So, so here, if you want to broadcast that, here's how it goes. Um, the, the scores are one point for getting the win, loss, or draw correctly, and two points for getting the scoreline correct. Um, obviously, if you get the scoreline correct, you have to get the win, loss, draw. But anyway... Truman, 17 times this year, you got the win-loss draw correct. Three times you got the whole game score correct. Wow, damn, only three. Yeah. Pat, you're, I'm, I'm up my game. Pat, 14 and four. Me, 13 and four. Aaron Bauer, 15 and three. Oh. So think of it this way, Truman. You have over, even if you don't get anything right on the sex game, half the games you predicted the win-loss draw correctly. Fantastic. I could be doing better, though. I got to up my game next year. <laughs> All right, so uh, we don't have a guest tonight. We tried to get some. Nothing worked out, unfortunately. Uh, so we go right into the playoff picture. So with the win against the Union, the Red Bulls clinched first place overall in the Eastern Conference. They cannot drop any lower than first place now. So they will have home field advantage throughout the Eastern Conference playoffs. That means, uh, I believe it will be uh, October 1st on the road against whoever comes out of the knockout games. Uh, November 8th at home. Uh, the 15th is a bye week for everybody because of FIFA. If they advance out of to, or to the Eastern Conference Finals, they'll be on the road the 22nd and at home the 29th. Uh, kickoff times I don't think have been confirmed yet, so we don't know when that's going to happen. Um, and when it comes to the Shield, they are currently tied with uh, FC Dallas, who won a game. Uh, I think they won their game in hand last week, and or was it when the Red Bulls lost to Toronto? Uh, the SC Dallas won their games. They are now tied on points. 57 points, both of them. Red Bulls had the uh, the first... Sorry, the first tiebreaker is wins. Both teams are at 17, so regardless of how the teams end, that will be a wash, which we go to the second tiebreaker, which is goal differential. Right now, the Red Bulls are at plus 18, and SC Dallas at plus 6. So that means, in order to clinch the shield, the Red Bulls must hope for a few things. One, if both teams draw their game... This weekend, Red Bulls are automatically Shield winners. If the Red Bulls win, it's not guaranteed unless FC Dallas fails to make up seven or more in the goal differential because they have okay. to pass yeah. us. Okay. That's right. Yeah, come on. Come on now. Um, if both teams lose, then FC Dallas has to – or we have to lose by seven or more in terms of that goal differential for Dallas Again, to win. right. Yeah, I know. I know. Sure. Okay. Um. If one team wins and one team draws or loses, that team automatically is the Shield winner. Basically, for the Red Bulls, it's a win. We hope you get a better result than a better or equal result than Dallas. That's really what it comes down to. You really made it overly complicated. It's really yeah. win, you're in, tie, or tie, and they tie, lose, and they lose. That, that's about it. Well, and we can tie and they lose too. Right. I'm just saying, they're, they're, the goal differential thing is is uh, not no, even a good I have to mention it just because it could happen, not that it will. Right. Just trying Silly to be enough. thorough. Trying to be thorough, that's all. But, you know, positivity. Right. It's, it's, it's the power of positivity. Yep. 
People power. I, was, I wonder how many of those references you could fit in like five minutes if you really wanted to. I, I can get a ton of them in. I'm, I'm sure you could. Um, all right. So now on to the game that's going to matter the most. Red Bulls traveling to take on the Chicago Fire for their season finale on Sunday, October 25th, which is, quote, Decision Day 2015, since all games are being played at, on the same day. Uh, the Red Bulls were supposed to play this game at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Now it is 7 p.m. Eastern Time, so it is at the same exact time as the FC Dallas match. The MLS trying to take uh, competitive fairness into account there. The game will be broadcast on MSG+. And uh, before we get predictions, uh, there was a little bit of a dust-up, controversy, whatever you want to call it, after the announcement was made. Uh, fans that were traveling to the game were upset for good reason. You know, they plan travel, plane tickets, hotels, all that stuff. And uh, plan, most, I think, plan to leave that night. Uh, the Red Bulls came in and said, we will reimburse you up to a set amount for any travel inconvenience we caused you. So at least there is a silver lining to those fans that are going to be out there. But So let's get to our predictions. Uh, Pat, you can go first. Will the Red Bulls win, and will they win the Shield? I am going to say that the Red Bulls will win in Chicago this Sunday uh, and taking home their second supporter shield in three years. Um, look, I think Jesse Marsh is very, very good at getting this team ready and having to bounce back after a bad loss. And I think I know I said that, you know, when Chicago came and visited Red Bull Arena and it wasn't pretty. But uh, I think, you know, his speech at the end of the Philadelphia Union game said it all. He's going to have this team ready. They're going to be prepared for the counter. Um, you know, Matt Miaz is going to be back. Um, so you don't have to worry about any Zubar Howlers. Uh, you know, and Chicago, they're certainly going to be looking to play spoiler. There's no doubt about that. Um, but in the end, what more do they really have? I mean, some guys certainly can play for, you know, jobs next year, stuff like that. I, um, I just think the Red Bulls, you know, too hot right now. They play great when their back is against the wall, and it is most certainly against the wall right now in terms of the, uh, the expectations of what uh, this team does in Chicago. So I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with a 2-1 victory. I definitely think that counter is going to get one against us, but I think the Red Bulls are going to take home the shield with a win in Chicago Sunday night. So this team has never won at Bridgeview. Ever. Never in their history. I barely have won in Chicago. That is changing this weekend. Pat said, Jesse March has got the team fired up. There's no more fucking around. This is not some kind of midweek game where they're going to kind of take it easy or think they're walking into a win. This this team is going to be ready. They're pissed. They're fired up. They're they're not losing in Chicago. I I just do not see it happening. I think they're going to get off to a very hot start. I think this is going to be a three-to-one win for the Red Bulls. I just, I do not see them losing this game. I, I, I can't fathom it. I, we all know the record, but it's going to change. The, the team is way too pumped up. Mm-hmm. They're going to be playing on a full week rest. Miazza is going to be back, full strength. I wish I could be there for it. Uh, I, I know a lot of fans wish they could be there. I think this is really going to be the game. Uh, where they break that schneid at Bridgeview, get the big win, and uh, bring home the shield so we can all take a look at it come uh, November. Absolutely. <clears throat> yes, they're going to win. Um, I don't think there's any... Well, I know some people down it. I have no doubt about it. They're going to win. I'm going to go a little bolder with my prediction. Three goals to the good, zero to the bad. That's that's what it's going to be. 
It's not only going to be a win to break the, quote, Bridgeview curse or whatever the hell it's called. It's going to be a resounding win in which they basically say, we're the top, come fucking get us in the playoffs. I feel like that's what it's going to be. It's going to be like a statement game for the Red Bulls because they want to prove that this, that everything that's gone on this year is for real. And I think they have one other thing going in their favor, and I'm just saying this for me. You know, there was another New York team this week that uh, went in and whipped some Chicago ass. <laughs> so actually what I've heard is that uh, the Red Bulls signed Daniel Murphy to a one-day contract since the Mets have off. And I think they're going to actually pair him up top with Bradley Wright Phillips. So uh, <laughs> I'd be nervous if I was Chicago. I, I, feel really like a, I feel like if you put him on the bench, it'd be enough. If I think so. The game, just just have him there. Score, off I think Daniel Murphy could score from the bench. Does using a bat, bat count as a handball? Nah. Yeah. All right. well, it's not your hand, technically, right? Yeah. So there you go. And, and the good news is if we're all wrong, San Jose has a lot to play for against FC Dallas. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw somebody today, um, what was it, I think Kansas City lost last night or something like that. Yep. Um, so basically, because Kansas City lost, like it opened the door more for Kansas City to make it in. And I, something like teams two through six or something like that in the, in the Western Conference. Um, so if Vancouver ties, Portland ties, Seattle wins in case, and supporting Kansas City win, and this has nothing to do with San Jose, but it's just a kind of funny thing. If those results happen, you would have numbers two through six in the Western Conference all tied at 51 points at the end of the year. Wow. That'd be pretty insane. Yeah. But, I mean, Sporting Kansas City losing basically gave San Jose more life because now there's two teams they could possibly get past in order to make the playoffs. Um, they could knock out either Seattle or Sporting Kansas City with a win. And one of them, like, tying or losing, I think. So... There's a lot for there's a lot for San Jose to play for, which is helpful to the Red Bulls. Cause... Exciting! It's exciting! It's an exciting weekend. It's yeah. Decision Sunday! Yeah! Woo! Hashtag Decision Sunday! Don Garber's excited! Woohoo! Don Garber's like, ah! what? What game is FC Dallas on? All right, Ted Westerfeld's going. Son of a bitch! FC Dallas and San Jose are on MLS Live, so now I have to hope I can. Actually, I guess I could do the double screen with that. Stream, yeah. stream, 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 stream. Keep on streaming. Totally well, legal. Uh, totally legal feed. The other part is that uh, WWE pay per view is eight o'clock. So who fucking cares? There's a lot going on Sunday. That's all I you know. need to know. There is there is two huge NFL rivalries in the area. And, and the, the Red Bulls Jets, play for the Lions. If you're Jets in New York, who do the Giants have on Sunday? The Giants are playing the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Jets well, are playing the Patriots. At least Jets Patriots are. At least Jets Patriots are at one, so t- people will yeah. have a chance to come down from that game. Let's just call it no fucking around Sunday. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Jets, Giants, uh, Red Bulls. So uh, you should all take care of business. God, what? Imagine once once the playoffs get started, what's going to be like? God damn. It's going to be insanity. All right. So let's move on. Uh, we have two more things to go. First one is Truman's terrible team of the week. So Rich, Rich uh, Ransom, aforementioned, <laughs> he, he said that it would be okay if we gave it to Philly. Yeah. But listen, I'm sticking by my word, Rich. I told you I was done with Philadelphia. I'm done with Philadelphia. Because you know what Philadelphia didn't do? They didn't give up five goals in the final 30 minutes of a game at home oh, like yeah. the L.A. Galaxy oh, yeah. did to the Portland Timbers. Yeah. That is not a way to show that you're looking like any kind of defending champ or whatever going into the playoffs. 
that is an absolutely humiliating loss in front of your home fans. I don't think we've, uh, I don't think LA has ever scratched the surface of terrible team, have they? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, nope. maybe, I don't think so. Uh, we usually like to hover around our good friends on the East Coast, but five goals in less than third, in less than the final 30 minutes of the game. To a team that doesn't score much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, See, it's I, funny. Sorry, go ahead. Do we all not remember, like, when – I mean, I know I said it. Like, I don't know if the Red Bulls can beat the LA Galaxy. They're, they've been looking beatable lately. Yeah. They've been looking beatable. I was going to say, I'm surprised you're not giving it to New York City FC for uh, Jason Kreiss, who's apparently on the chopping block. Oh, They're God. idiots. Idiots. Yeah, oh, I yeah. forgot you're supposed to go to the playoffs in your first year as an expansion team. Yeah. Got it. I, I, Got it. I'm sorry. Right. I, I forgot that despite proven, proven otherwise, uh, you're supposed to just buy players who are over the hill. Is that that always works? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I, we, we have a history that shows it does. I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, surprisingly, though, and uh, I got to give credit to Dan Dickinson for pulling this up. The Red Bulls have the record for the shortest tenured coach, and that's eight ga- for sorry, the shortest tenure for a head coach at the beginning of the franchise's history, and that's eight okay. games. There you go. So, at least you're not that New York City fans. Um, if, they, if they fire Jason Christ, the next team that hires him will be very grateful. I think I saw somebody mention Chicago. Like, imagine him in Chicago just be able to turn that around. Yeah, he could do it. My, yeah, my, buddy, my buddy, who's a, a, a Colorado fan, he's like, "Oh, I'd love to get Christ." He's like, "For no reason, just stick it to RSL." Yeah, RSL and Colorado don't like each other. So I've heard. <laughs> I mean, if you told me, you know, in like a year or two, the Red Bulls is down the dumps and Jason Christ is available, hell yeah, sign him up. Right. Hey, he should be coaching the national team. Fucking Klinsman. Still has a job. You uh, you want to talk about that, Pat? Huh? You want to talk about that? Uh, I mean, all I can say is that it's kind of interesting. You know, the the article from Grant Wall. And, of course, you know, U.S. national team went to – U.S. soccer, rather, went into uh, damage control when all the insiders were saying, yeah, it's not going well behind the scenes. He's been uh, pretty – he's pretty much technical – Technical director in name only now with uh, Greg Berhalter's brother uh, running the technical director duties. Um, which, actually, the odd thing about that is Klinsman hasn't been a terrible technical director. Um, he's done a lot of good things to get our youth soccer program up to snuff. Um, but it, it's just like, uh, I, I I can't believe these guys still are coach. Uh, I, I, I'm not, I mean, what, we play St. Grenadines, Grenadines in like less than a month. I'm not at all, I'm. I'm not confident going to that game. Like, I, I have a feeling it'll be a one nothing stinker. You know, it's uh, – I don't know how this guy still has a job. I don't know, I don't know how this guy still has supporters. Um, I love that MLS is the scapegoat. I mean, that, that's the best thing about everybody's sports, Klinsman. It's like it's all MLS's fault. You know, it's odd because I recall 2002, uh, the team that finished the, made the best finish in uh, World Cup history for the United States being primarily made up of MLS players. And that was when MLS wasn't that good. So it, it frustrates me, and there are plot. I mean, there are problems with MLS. We've talked about them in this uh, show, and I, I might even talk about them a little bit more uh, later on in this show. But uh, MLS is not the reason that. Well, you know, we're at the dummy ground, so you might as well just continue. Yeah. All right. So if this is dummy ground, let's continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if anyone who pays attention to Concacaf Champions League now knows that next uh, spring we're gonna winter and spring we're gonna be having four MLS teams versus four. Liga MX teams in the knockout rounds. And uh, I think we all know that there's a very real possibility that they will go 0-4. I mean, yes, I mean, you know, Mexico had their wonder 
I mean, occasionally uh, MLS team knocks off a Liga MX team, but it's like, come on, the time is now. Raise the damn salary cap. I mean, I, I've definitely heard insiders say that there's a very real chance they will raise it more than what they promised uh, by the end of the CBA. Uh, but you can't tell me you can't afford $10 million. I know a lot of teams are still not profitable. I understand that. But, you know, one primary way to get more people to buy is if you have better players and if you pay them more. You know, of course, that'll send some guys that we love to the bench. Okay, you know, get make the league better overall. You know, it's at some point, some opportunistic league is going to take MLS's uh, harped on this time and time again. I know I sound like a broken record, but at some point, an opportunistic league is going to take MLS's, uh, you know, tippy towing towards becoming the so-called one of the better leagues by 2022. And they will really challenge them. It's not an ASL. Any ASL is falling flat on its face. But um, their time has come and gone. But it, it's time. Come on. The, the sport is taking off in this country. People watch it. There, there's no reason the salary cap shouldn't be $10 million. I mean, that's – what? what is in hockey? Like $30 million or something like that? And, you know, they have – soccer is not far behind in ratings. And, right. you know, there's no uh, – I'd say – the Premier League gets half the viewership that hockey does, if I'm not mistaken. Something along that line. And if you put a better product in American on American soil, people will watch it. And it's just and you know what? And we gotta start beating Mexico. As simple as that. Agreed. Yeah, I got nothing on that one. <laughs> Rant's over. Um anything else you guys want to talk about? Yeah, actually there's one more thing I wanted to bring up and that uh hold on, hold on, Jay, I'll be right back. All right. Jay Apico, hello, how are you, darling? Oh my God, dear. welcome back to the show. Such a hey, how are you doing? You. I'm good. How are you? How are you doing? Listen, Jay Apico, I just wanted to tell you that me and the girls are taking the weekend off, all right, and we're flying down to Dallas, and we're gonna go down to the Cotton Bowl, and we're gonna watch those San Jose Clash play the Dallas Burn, and we just wanted to tell you we're very excited to go. Have you ever been to the Cotton Bowl, Jason Ipico? Uh, no, but I think if you're gonna go there, you might see the wrong sport. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure the Burn are playing the Clash down at the Cotton Bowl. No, I, 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 I don't think I don't think those that, that situation's even existed since 1996. Uh, Are you positive? But the guys I'm, are I'm pretty sure. With such a nice fella. They were nice tickets, and they look brand new. They had a couple wrinkles on them, but I'm I'm pretty sure they're brand new tickets. Sure we heard you. there's this kid, and he's got a beautiful full head of hair named Landon Donovan. He's going to play for this San Jose Clash team. Have you heard about this kid? Yeah, he's been retired for about a year now. What? what? I, uh, now, Jay, I have not heard that, that this kid has been retired. Crazy. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's playing. And I also heard that Dallas Byrne is going to sign this guy named Valderrama, and he also has a beautiful head of hair, a big old orangey afro of hair. And he just, he looks like such a nice young man. Soccer players have such nice hair. They, I can't, I can't, you know, it's just amazing to watch. We're just so excited because what I really like about there is they got them Football lines on the field, so all them soccer players know how far they're going down the field. You know if they can score like a 30, 35-year-old goal. You know, it's 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 really nice. It really it helps us because we like them them Dallas Cowboys so much, and it really helps you out when you're watching the game. Yeah, I'm sure it does. But I'm, are you sure you're going to that game? Because this you know this game's actually in Frisco, not Dallas. I don't know where Frisco is, J.I. Pico. I have never heard of Frisco. 
Well, I honestly, I never heard of Frisco until you know a few years right. ago. But you I mean, it's... San Francisco. Yeah, I think he does. San Francisco. There's J.I. Pico. There's no team that plays in San Francisco. Don't you know that? Uh, I didn't say San Francisco. I said Frisco. Like you know, like We have a friend named Matt Doyle. I think he lives in Frisco, yeah, right? He's he like, I'm a Frisco in. Yeah, yeah, he's always talking about being a Frisco. Yeah. But but you know you know that like cooking oil called Crisco. Yes, you know I make cookies with Crisco. All right, Crisco is the best ingredient. Instead of like an F at the beginning, you get a C. Oh, sorry. Instead of a C, you get an F. So Frisco, mm. not San Francisco. Frisco is that the place where they have that? Pizza Hut, Coca-Cola Park, and they're bring they're building some Hall of Fame there that absolutely no one is going to go to. Yeah, yeah. Right? Isn't it yeah, like it's, the, the Dallas, it's, like the Texas desert? It, it's uh, Toyota Stadium, but yes, that's where they're building the new uh, National Hall of Fame for soccer. Well, that sounds terrible. Yeah, we don't exactly have a rich history of soccer here. And who's going to drive out of Dallas, Texas to go to a Hall of Fame? Trust me, ladies, I'm with you on that one. I don't understand why it's in there either, but uh, apparently they're getting some money from the, the local schools and stuff, so I, I guess there's a reason for it. I guess because they already wasted all their money building high school stadiums that are suited for, suitable for college teams. Yeah, you know, well, I heard... You no, know, actually, um, for, uh, Toyota Stadium is actually used by high school, so you may actually see football lines on Sunday. Does oh. that Southern Methodist University play there, Jay? I love them. They're a great team. They've been great all these years. Never no trouble with SMU, them Mustangs. No, they're totally a purely run program, uh, totally of integrity. Yep, they are fantastic. Jay, you should come down to Texas and come to an SMU game. I think you'd like it. You would love it. So it's you know, just I, Methodist College. All our tailgates are like you know everybody wears ankle length dresses and you know and we drink soda pop. Yeah, and, you can go to the fair and they got that big scary robot man that accidentally set fire a couple years ago. Did you hear about that big old talking man caught fire, burned right down? I did not. Well, you should look into it. I should. You should go onto that internet thing and go check it out. It's like Burning Man, except with less hippies. Well, I mean, it is in the desert, so it's kind of close, isn't it? That's true, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's kind of hot. It's a little bit of a desert. Well, J.I. Pico, I got to go. We got a plane to catch. Uh, I guess we'll check these tickets when we get home. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if they're okay, but I'm pretty sure they're all right. They seem good. Right? The Clash and the Burn. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the teams we're going to go see. Sounds about right. It's not, but I really hope that you, got, you ladies get to go to... Uh, Go to get to watch a game this weekend. I really do. Well, thank you very much, Jason I Pico. We were so happy just to stop by and say hello. Bye bye, I Pico. Bye. Bye, sugar. bye, ladies. Thanks for coming on. Well, how did they get in? I I have no idea. I think my I, my weird roommate well, let them into the house. Well, I don't know. I, I want to know more. Is you know they got in, but then you guys just disappeared. How is that possible? I, I, I had to use the bathroom. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. was, Jay, uh, have you seen their hair? Okay, their heads of hair takes up like almost an entire room. It's like Marge Simpson on steroids. Oh, that bad, huh? Everything is bigger in Texas, Jay. Way bigger. That's the hair, huge. That is true. They had very big hair. Yeah, on their head. So hey. they actually they actually brought something interesting I want to actually ask you guys about. The, uh, the soccer hall of fame that's going to be built in the – by uh, Frisco or in Frisco, right next to Toyota Stadium. What do you guys think about it? Dumb. It's silly. Uh, uh, it's stupid because no one's gonna go there. Uh, the flip side of that being nobody else was stepping up to do it. Listen, I I was at the one in Oni Hunt, and no one was going there. Yeah, I mean, either. It's like 
We should have one, and if somebody wants to privately donate and it just happens to be at Frisco, Texas, I mean, if they think they're going to make money off of it, that's dumb. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's no one else is stepping up to do it, so I guess this this will have to do for now. I guess. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me, but. Yeah. All right. Uh, I also Red Bull Arena would have been a good spot for it. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's in the city area, you know. No, it's impossible to get there. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 A 30 minute path ride, that's like. Long. Yeah. See, Newark Bear Stadium would have been. I mean, it would have been kind of sad to tear that down, but that would have been a good location. Well, I think you. I mean, I think you do want to put it where an MLS team plays. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, but Newark Bear Stadium is, was like right across the river. I know it's like right, ne- not right next to it, but I'm talking to where a team plays, building <laughs> side of building, right next to the building, because that well, way that's, you not, can... that's not happening at Red Bull Arena unless you buy out the uh, the old factory space. Oh, there's room. There's, there's room. room over there. There's plenty of room. There's plenty of rotting buildings over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh, no. Yeah. We have to get back to a very frustrating part project. Yes. Okay. All right. So on that note, uh, you can visit our website or visit us at onceometro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Uh, help keep this show uh, independent at patreon.com slash red bull rant. You can email us during the week at redbullrent at gmail.com. You can call us at 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash redbullrent on Twitter at redbullrent. At uh, Dr. Stooge for myself. At pmacd 82 for Pat. At the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at soundcloud.com slash red-bull-rant. Last words before we get out of here. Let's go Mets. Let's go Red Bulls. Get that win in Chicago. Come on, baby. We want that shield. And I'm going to say raise the W, but not for raise Chicago. The w. All right, fine. I had to, because neither of you did it. All right, uh, with that, for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 165 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lates.